Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Fancy Six Pack Hour. It's been a couple of weeks, everybody. Glad to be back. Uh, my co-host is is actually here on time. Uh, what's going on, AJ? Hey, what's going on? Uh, not too much, man. But uh, I just thought I'd make sure I let everybody know you're here on time. Uh, let me finish up here. So, uh, my name is Joe Bond. I'm the content manager and founder. Well, I'm the content manager at So-Called Fantasy Experts and the founder over at FantasySixPack.net. Um, AJ is here, my wonderful co-host. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about some things to get you ready for your fantasy playoffs. Uh, we're going to be focusing on weeks 14 through 16 what you need to do to get yourself prepared. And AJ, I think the best place to start because ESPN standard uh, trade day, trade deadline is tomorrow at noon. So there's no better place to way to improve your team than by trade. And I know one of the things that, that, um, you know, you want to take a look at is who some players are playing. And there's definitely some tools out there that will help you kind of see the strength of schedule for teams during those weeks. And I know we're we're using one over here on um, Fantasy Football Toolbox, FF Toolbox. Uh, they've got a great one. It's pretty easy to use. It's all color-coded and everything. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones out there, too. Uh, but, but what, you know, what are you kind of looking at here as far as, as far as the, the playoffs go? Like, like who, are there, is, is there any specific player that you're trying to acquire, that you're trying to dump? You know, I don't, I don't know if you want to run through, like, positions or just kind of rattle them off as, as we see them here, but, um, yeah, I think for me, uh, I mean, the two guys that, that I'm kind of focused on trying to get right now are TJ Yeldon and uh, and Jonathan Stewart. I mean, just based on their their remaining schedules and what they've done so far, I feel like they're pretty good, uh, pretty good finds if, if you can try to prime away. And they're not necessarily, you know, at – at their peak right now. Um, so I, I think you don't necessarily have to give up the farm to kind of get these two guys. So that's that's definitely something to look forward to when you're trying to find this, uh, you know, try to play this fine line here of who you're trying to, to target. Right. Yeah, TJ Yeldon is definitely a guy that, I have on my list of guys that I want to go after. Jonathan Stewart is another one. Well, I kind of have a feeling 
you can teach a button for a little bit less. So, um, and according to this rankings tool that we've got up right now, Jacksonville has the easiest schedule through the playoffs for running backs. I mean, they get yeah. Indianapolis, then Atlanta, then New Orleans, and they're all pretty much near the top um, of worst defenses against the run. So that's it's a pretty favorable schedule. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and, and you, you probably at- don't have to – you probably don't have to trade for this guy. Well, I mean, in some leagues you might, but another guy that you might uh, be able to, to, to snag is, uh, is Blake Bortles. You know, he, he's kind of struggled a couple games here in a row. So I think mm-hmm. his price is back down. Uh, but, but he is right there. I mean, that's Indy, Atlanta, New Orleans. I mean, that's still, those are really favorable matchups for, for quarterbacks as well. So Bortles, you know, with, with the, with the Allen twins over there, they uh they could they could do some damage. Although shockingly enough, the teams they play aren't very good against wide receivers. Yeah, or aren't see, very that's good for wide receivers. So, so it's always it's kind of weird to me. But uh, Bortles, if you can get Bortles, and you have first round buy, and you're only looking at needing to win one game to get to your championship uh, in week fifteen, that is if you're you're doing 14 through 16, which I assume most teams and leagues are doing. I I don't think there's a quarterback I want more on my team than Blake Bortles going against New Orleans in the championship game. I mean, New Orleans is abysmal against the pass, and they've shown that the past couple weeks. You know, I'm very interested to see how they come out after this bye week, and hopefully – they worked on Rob Ryan's defense a little bit because it's been terrible. Um, and they can't, and you know, they can't get any worse. That's for sure. Uh, no, they really, they really can't. Uh, I mean, when you can give up they are that dead many, by a wide margin on ESPN, yeah. when you're <laughs> giving up and, and not to take anything away from Kirk cousins, but he's been a model of inconsistency but he had a, a fantastic game against them, and and I knew that. We talked about it, you know, in our last podcast. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I went out and grabbed him in our league and in my other league, and I got him in both of them, and, and it paid off, you know, from his standpoint, at least. The rest of my team sucked, but um, <laughs> I I knew that going into it, he was the guy that I needed. Um, oh yeah. So I, I definitely like. Those, those two guys. Well, those three guys really going into it. Um, and the thing with Stewart, you look at for him, he's got like bookend games against Atlanta um, in fourteen and, and week sixteen. So, I mean, it, it, you saw what happened in that Dallas and Atlanta game with uh, you know uh, Randall and Devonta Freeman just running all over the place. So. I think he's going to have, you know, a very solid rest of the season as it is. I mean, he faces Dallas this week, uh, then he's got New Orleans, and then he's got the two Atlanta games and, you know, sandwiched around a Giants team that's not super strong against the run either. So he's he's definitely a, a high target. Yeah, the only thing you've got to be careful of 
with Stewart is are they going to potentially rest him down the stretch? That'd be my only fear about Jonathan Stewart. Um, I'm trying to look at the standings because I don't, <laughs> it's kind of a weird. I think we talked about this once before. Like, I don't actually look at the standings anymore, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, now they're 10 and 0. They've got a two game lead over Arizona. They've obviously got a pretty gigantic lead in their division, so they're not worried about winning, you know, just winning mm-hmm. their division. They're trying to win yeah. home field advantage. But, you know, if, if they can stay undefeated and say Arizona loses another game, you know, they could potentially sit their guys the last two weeks of the season and really get them healthy. You know, I don't, I don't know if you're going to see them completely rest them, but they might play a snap count, play a half, you know, more be more like a preseason type thing. They, they play a half. So that would be something I would actually be worried about with him. And to go back to Blake Bortles, too, so you were talking about like the first round buys. So like you know, if you if you're in a 16 playoff, so you're playing 14, 15, 16. You know, week 14 is good with Indy. Week 16 is good with with New Orleans. But honestly, week 15 Atlanta, great of a matchup. On it's shocking to see that the Falcons, at least on ESPN, they're the fifth best defense against quarterbacks. Um, I don't know exactly where that ranks them on. FF Toolbox, uh, but it's still pretty good. Um, so, you know, the, they've, they've allowed 0.1 more points in Carolina, according to FF Toolbox. So, yeah. you know, that, that'd, be, that'd be a game where, you know, you might want to make sure that you've got a, another quarterback just for week 15 so that you can stream quarterbacks. And that, and that's another yeah. strategy that I definitely do for playoffs. Um, you know, I, I oh, do absolutely. it with quarterbacks, and I do it with defenses. Defenses absolutely is something I stream. You know, if if you're sitting pretty in your league and you can get rid of, you know, honestly, in the playoffs, you don't need depth. You need the best team you can possibly put out there. Get rid of your depth the week before your playoffs. Go pick up two, three solid defenses that you can just go after. And honestly, at this point, I don't know their schedule. Um, I probably should have looked it up beforehand, but I'm going after whoever is playing the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, We'll get to it a little bit later. Uh, So I'm picking up the Steelers. I'm picking up the Chiefs. You're not going to be able to get the Seahawks. But, I mean, the Chiefs and the Steelers, they're not very good defenses, but the Ravens don't have anybody left. They lost Slacko. No. They lost Forsett. They lost Smith earlier. They still don't have their tight end. Um, totally blanking on the name. Um, Pitta. Pitta. You know, this team is just it's, – it's a second-string team at this point. Uh I mean, have fun. You're you're gonna be playing against Matt Schaub. You know, I'll go against. I'll pick up teams playing the Rams. That that seems to be a pretty good bet. I'll pick up teams playing the Browns. Which, speaking of the Browns, Johnny Manziel just got demoted to third string for being an idiot again. Uh, third string. You didn't wow, hear about I didn't that? See that. I I saw that he was. There was pictures of him partying again and. McCown, oh, well, you know, good to go. Um, I, I didn't see that he got diminished all the way to third string. 
Yeah, they just basically said you can go sit on the bench and not come back off of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a complete moron. I mean, it. Uh, there's pictures of him partying in the DJ booth holding a liquor bottle. Like, okay, but, you can have pictures of you in the DJ booth. That's fine. You, Mr. Manziel, cannot be holding the liquor bottle. No. Just, anyway. Uh, you know, the Browns could be a good one, although I, I actually like the offense better with McCown in there as far as a more well-rounded offense. Um, oh, and Zell turns the ball over a lot. But, you know, I mean, Gary, teams... Gary Barnage is not even a factor when Manziel plays. And it's, no. it's it sucks to have to say that. But, I mean, he's, what, the, the, the second best tight end right now this year, I think. So he, he's come out of nowhere and basically was Jordan Cameron last year, but he's actually maintained it through the entire season so far. Um, and that's with kind of, you know, up and down play from his quarterbacks. He's still been a monster. Um, yeah. And it's not that Manziel didn't look for him. I just don't think he was his first go-to option as much as, as that safety blanket that McCown knew that he had. So, I mean, I, I like the change. I mean, nothing against Manziel as a player. I think he's done decent when he's been in there. I mean, he hasn't set the world on fire by any means, but you know, he's still young. He's kind of he's kind of figured this out, though. I mean, it, dude, come on, put your big boy pants on, go to work, and do your damn job. Like, if you want to go out and you want to party, do it in a world of no cell phones. Like. Find a way that you're not going to get yourself into these positions where it's like, yeah, oh, hey, pretty coach. Much. hey, coach, how you doing? Uh, sorry, I screwed up again. Um, can you just slap me on the wrist and then, you know, it'll be cool. I won't be too hungover for practice tomorrow. No, dude, grow up. Grow up and and do your damn job. Otherwise, yeah, you can ride I, the pine. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I don't even know. Like, it's not even worth the, much of a discussion. He's just an idiot. But yeah, I mean, I think I think teams playing the Browns, you know, either with either quarterback is is a pretty safe bet. Um, you know, teams playing St. Louis is always good. That that, that offense is struggling even with Gurley there. Um, you know, teams playing uh, San Fran, <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah. Um the char the Chargers at this point are atrocious Oof. on offense. The last couple of weeks have been pretty bad. Um now that they've lost like their entire receiving core. Um yep. you know, there's there's definitely some guys, some teams to target out there. Um you wanna you wanna choose the best the best defense play you know, the best possible matchup there. Like, you know, if if say you've got the Vikings playing the the 49ers, but you've got the Seattle Seahawks playing, you know, Oakland, you're probably going to take Minnesota. You know, Seattle's yeah. a better defense, but Minnesota's good enough that that, that matchup is better. You've just got to weigh, weigh the whole the whole option there and figure out which one's best. Um, home teams, obviously, a little bit of a, a boost. Um, and, yeah, you just got to pay attention there. 
the one thing that I find pretty interesting on this is that when you click on the defense, it's got Indianapolis as having the best defensive run for the for the playoffs, 14 to 16. Cincinnati is number two, which is pretty obvious. I mean, they're, they're a solid defense as it is. But then New Orleans is number three. And we already talked about Jacksonville and Indy playing each other in that first playoff matchup. So it, it's almost contradictory that you're saying, well, let's go with Blake Bortles, but I also want Indianapolis's D. So it, it's it's just kind of baffling to look at that. Um, granted, it's only the one week, so you know, yeah, okay, I was going to say, I think it, I think it's a combination. Like I'm looking at the Colts D right now, and they get the Jaguars, they get the Texans, and they get the Dolphins. I mean, all three teams. Yeah, like, even mean, even though Bortles and Yeldon and Allen and Alan Hearns, I think, can have good days. I still think, you know, overall, the Colts could, you know, well, Jacksonville hold them defense down a little bit. has given up, or I mean, Jacksonville as a team has given up points to opposing defense. I mean, that's just how it is. So, yeah, there's I mean, still a lot of turnovers that have happened. Yeah. So that you know, that's, that's you part can't of the reason, look at it that way. That's part of the reason that you know their offense is so valuable right now because they're trying to stay in these games because their defense is not stopping anybody. So right. you know they're they're trying to play from from behind or try to keep it keep it close or you know get an edge whatever. So. It's just kind of funny to see that, and then New Orleans, especially, it's to me is very hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm not touching the Saints. Like, I don't care about the strength of schedule. I'm not touching the Saints uh, defense. I mean, no, they get to box the no, lines with no eggs. I still don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, not a chance. Got, it's pretty got funny. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Detroit, yeah, the Lions, and Jaguars. No. Yeah, I mean, Tampa it's very possible they could go on some crazy run, but no, I'm not touching them. Not even close. That's just funny. So, yeah, so some other guys that, that I'm thinking that you can pick up here and, and, uh, and target, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at some receivers here that, that you can get. And honestly, like, don't, don't fall asleep on the Redskins receivers here. Um, you know, you, you've got, God, I'm on a website with an ad that I cannot turn off. So give me one second. <laughs> Stupid ads. All right. Um, you know the Redskins are are some guys you can get pretty cheap. I think uh, Deshaun Jackson seems to be having you know coming back decent. Um, Jeremy Acklin, Kansas City. Uh, they've got the third best schedule. He's a guy that you might be able to get kind of cheap because he was hurt. Um, and and people just, you know, people just kind of go, eh, Jeremy Macklin, Kansas City, who cares? Um, but, you know, they I'll get tell you what, though, Kansas City season. has been playing awesome the past few weeks, and they've they really turned it around. So I would definitely be targeting Macklin. Uh, I mean, even Kelsey, if you can get him, hell, Alex Smith is a guy you could probably pick off off the waiver wire. 
um, if you're really desperate for quarterback play. But, yeah, Macklin is a guy I definitely like. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that I'd rather have than than uh, than Alex Smith, Mr. Checkdown. So, yeah, so some oh, yeah. guys, though, that, that I'm looking at, you know, getting rid of, and it's crazy to think, you know, <laughs> Julio Jones, honestly, you're not getting rid of Julio Jones unless you get the moon for him. But he's got the 30th worst schedule for those three weeks as as it stands right now. So that's something to look at. You know, I I would actually be willing, if somebody wanted to give me, you know, another top-notch receiver, say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the, the teams. I mean, no one's going to do DeAndre Hopkins for him. That'd just be a dumb trade. Um, but huh. yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's just—it's so. kind of like, yeah, exactly. Like, they'd just be like, well, why would I do that? That I would think something's up. But DeAndre Hopkins has a yeah. great schedule. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody else is out there, you know, if somebody wanted to give you, if you know, if Des Bryant showed that he was can show here for the next, you know, if you want to take a chance on somebody like Des Bryant, who's got the tenth best schedule right now against wide receivers. Um, that might be something you could do. Like, you know, you, you drop Julio for, you know, the Falcons who are struggling for a Des Bryant who now has Romo back. And it's only the, I, I can only imagine that that tandem's going to get better again. Like mm-hmm. and maybe by oh, playoff yeah. time, they're just killing it again. Um, you know, that that's the type of thing that you look at, you know, you get rid of, you get rid of uh, Mr. Rookie at a Oakland uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. You know who is sitting here with the worst schedule. You know, don't rely on don't rely on Carr. Don't rely on Cooper. Don't rely on Crabtree. They've got terrible schedules in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same thing with like Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley for the Rams. They've got terrible schedules. You know, like now might be the time to like kind of sell high. Like. I know I'm saying like the best players, like these are probably terrible examples. Like you don't really want to sell like the best guys, but you know. Well, sometimes the, you do it, though. I mean, especially in a in a redraft league. Yeah. What I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, okay, yeah, you're losing a top guy, but I mean, especially I'm looking here and seeing Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh's 29th for quarterback. 24th for running back and 27th for receiver. Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown is awesome. I mean, he he is the go-to for Big Ben. But Big Ben has shown that he can't stay on the field this year. You can't ever bank on him potentially injuring himself again or not being 100%. And there was the one game that, that Landry Jones played in and he did finally decide to target um, Brown a little bit more. But his production was down in those games. And, and they've got a tough schedule coming up for these positions. So, I mean, I'm not even opposed to getting rid of Brown and trying to find somebody that's going to help you much more. Um, and it's such a sexy name that you could throw him out there and you could pr- probably net a pretty good return. I mean, you could. Oh, I absolutely would, but I don't know. I'm, look- I'm actually looking at their schedule, and the reason why it's 
so low is because they have Denver. But Denver is sandwiched in between Cincy, who's who's okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's going to be a big matchup, big divisional matchup. Yeah. It's going to be a tough, hard-fought game again. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh took the first one. So, Cincy's going to be – they're going to be coming after him again in that, that you know, rematch. So, um, but, hell, you could you could potentially throw him out there and get, you know, and, and maybe partner him with another secondary receiver, um, you know, that's not necessarily on as great of a schedule. Maybe someone from Arizona – yeah, I don't know. Maybe a John Brown and try to go after a Macklin and, and a Deshaun. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I wouldn't know. do that. <laughs> I still think Brown. Like some of these guys, like you got to be careful just looking at like just this number because you know I'm noticing the things like with their schedule oh, yeah. because their Week 16 matchup, if you can make it to Week 16 with Antonio Brown, is against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I mean, uh, if yeah. you can make it to Week 16 with Antonio Brown, then you're you're good to go. You know, it's not like Denver hasn't been scored on. Um, so. Well, no, and, and I mean, I think their defense was so good early on that you know the season's wearing on. You know, age, injury, whatever is clearly wearing on Manning. That's why he's not even starting. So that that's why that team got to where they were, um, mm-hmm. you know, with with non-Manning-like play and completely solid defensive play. So Yeah, it is crazy to think, though, that the Broncos have only allowed one receiving touchdown all year to wide receivers. That's, that's, that is. It, it, it's, a, it's a huge stat that you have to look at. You can't just leave that as is. But, but yeah, Brown I mean, still, man, getting, like when he even when he doesn't score, he'll get ten catches for 110 yards. You're still good. <laughs> like you're still gonna be fine in most in most cases. But if Big Ben's playing, but again, I, you don't you don't bank on Big Ben not playing. Um. So I, you know, it, it's a tough call. I mean, do you want to do you want to play for that? championship game, if you're going into the playoffs knowing that you have to play in week 14 and 15 and you have a Cincinnati and a Denver defense to go up against to get you to that Baltimore game where it should just be a no-brainer, you know, 40-point output for Brown? Or, you know, do you want to roll the dice and try to get someone who may still have a decent week 16 matchup like an Alan Hearns or, or Alan Robinson, um, you know, against New I mean, Orleans. I would, I would potentially trade him for, well, but like we said, the wide receiver yeah, is a very good, true. but you know, I mean, like if it was just name, I don't know, like if, if the Jaguars had a good favorable schedule, I would do Alan Robinson for, yeah, for Brown, but I wouldn't do Hearns for Brown. That's just silly. No, no, um, no. Not unless you're getting something else as well, but either way, I, I think it, it has to be another. It still, it still has to be another top guy 
to for me to deal brown like i'm not just dealing brown based off schedule because you know schedule doesn't always mean everything but there are certain no, cases and- where you need to you need to seriously reevaluate you yourself going forward and it positions you know that you can really do it on the positions you can really do it on are quarterback quarterbacks are easy you can stream quarterbacks in most leagues defenses you can stream defenses but as far Mm -hmm. as like trading goes you know we talked about getting you know getting some of these receivers from these teams that have some favorable schedules coming up you know, like I think trying to maybe to acquire a Dez because Dez is cheap probably at this point. I think owners are pretty frustrated with him. He's not showing it. Uh, uh, and then, you know, maybe getting a Macklin. Uh, if you can somehow snag Hopkins, but I think you have to give, you know, you're going to have to give the world for him. Um, That's going to be you know, tough. Yeah. As far as running backs go, um, you know, we already talked about Yeldon. You talked about. You talked about Stewart. Another guy that I think you can get that you're going to have to pay a little bit more for is but Lamar Miller. Um, mm-hmm. I still like Lamar Miller a lot. And he has a really good schedule coming up during that span of time. You got the Giants, then the Chargers, then the Colts. Um, and, you know, we, we've, seen, we've seen Miller have some, some pretty big games and, you know, even when he doesn't have, like, big, big games, he's, you know, except for this past week against Dallas because Miami decided not to play football. Um, you know, uh, yeah. since, since about week six when they when they got rid of Joe Philbin, um, he's, he's been top-notch running back. And he's still the number four running back in fantasy thanks to, like, every running back being injured. But... You know that's so. You know you're gonna probably have to pay a little bit for him because of that fact. Um, but if you can somehow acquire him, then then he's another guy that I think you can go after. Yeah, I I like Miller a lot, and I I liked him a lot last week in my uh, DraftKings league, and uh, he didn't really pan out. But you know, it is what it is for that. But. I definitely think he's someone to target if you can, but he's had, you know, he's had good success this year too. So yeah, I think you're going to have to give, definitely give something solid up to get him. I mean, I think running backs in general, uh, I mean, Yeldon, like we said, is, eh, might not have to give up as much, Um, but, you know, Jonathan Stewart and, uh, you know, if you're trying to go after a, a Miller, it's going to be it's going to be tough to do uh, unless you have enough depth that you can just drop it out and go for it because you know running backs as we've talked about week in and week out it seems like are always injured the depth is just not there and they're tough to trade for yeah i've found it next to impossible to trade for running backs this year um you know like you said with all the injuries and and like you said, um, he it, the 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 last the last thing I want to say about this topic is you also need to make sure you're targeting the right teams when you try and trade. You know, if you're <clears throat> going to try and trade to make because you've got your playoff spot locked up, 
you know, you're not trading an Antonio Brown right now if you're sitting in the sixth spot or the seventh spot or even the fifth spot in your league and six teams make the playoffs. You know, you're not trading your best players to set yourself up for playoff success because you could you could just knock yourself right out. You want to get to the playoffs and then anything can happen. I mean, it's, it's still football. Anything can happen. But what you want to do is if you have the luxury of being one of those top two, top three teams that pretty much have it locked in place and you've got some depth to be able to trade, you trade to those teams that are still fighting for a playoff position. Um, and have these guys like Lamar Miller and Stewart and things like that. And you give them valuable pieces that they can use right now to improve their team so that they can get into the playoffs. Um, and then you reap the benefits of having the better playoff matchups, and then they're stuck with the bad playoff matchups. Yeah. So, um, you know that that's that's kind of the last thing. But whatever you do, do not trade with the last place team. That's just awful. Don't trade with the teams that are out of it. They shouldn't be training, trading. They. I wish there was some way to like lock teams that were knocked out of the playoff race from <laughs> trading because it's just unnecessary, and it it's just there's no reason for those teams to be trading. There's nothing in it for them unless it's a dynasty league or a keeper league. You're trading potential keepers and like for dynasty and draft picks and things like that. Okay, that's a little bit different. But in normal redraft leagues, it's totally ridiculous for those last place teams to be trading, and it's just it's pretty much just collusion at that point. I mean, there's no other way around it. Like you're just trading to help the other team out at that point. So that's kind of the last piece I want to say. But you had mentioned you had already started talking about it. Like just all the injuries that we've seen. And I think, I mean, I'm going to ask you the question, like, are all these injuries leading to some of the worst football we've seen in a long time? And I'm going to give you a stat to before you answer. 16 out of the possible 28 teams this past week didn't score 20 points. Seven were, on, were 13 or less. In week 10... It was 14 of 28 teams couldn't score 20. And I want to say, like, six of those teams didn't score 10 or more. It's been bad. It it definitely has been. And, you know, we're we're on this show to talk about make-believe football. And, and these are people that are out there playing this game you know, for their livelihood. And it's just, it's sad to see so many injuries. Nobody goes into a game thinking, well, I really hope, you know, this starting running back blows his knee out so this guy on my bench can, you know, finally be worth a shit. I mean, no, you watch football because you love the sport, you love the competition. And what they're putting on the field right now is not what they really want to put out there. It's, but at the same time, they're making they're making money regardless. The NFL, the owners, you know, the players are getting paid. But here again, they have to deal with these injuries and whether or not some of them are. I don't think we've really seen anything this year that's been career threatening. 
but we've obviously seen a ton of guys that have had season-ending injuries. And it, it's, in some cases, it's not their first one. Achilles. It's not you know, their first one. No, it's it's been bad. Yeah, when, and When was the last time? I mean, I, I rack my brain over this every year because I try to think, and, and I ask this question to myself and, and whoever, when was the last time you saw this many ACL injuries or MCL injuries or Achilles injuries? I really injuries? wish I could find some sort of – I tried, I tried looking up, and if anybody knows the, like where to find this information, please tell me. I would love to see it. I want to actually see like a chart of – the NFL injuries per year. Like for some reason I can't find it. I tried looking. Granted, I looked for about 15 minutes today, but uh, that was 15 minutes at work that I probably should have spent doing something else. But <laughs> I really, I really wanted to know. But you know, I, I can't, I can't find that information anywhere because, because yeah, it, it's really kind of interesting to me to to know that because you know all we've been saying all year. Is, Oh man, this has been like the worst year for injuries ever. I really want to actually know if it has been or not, or if it just seems like it is, because every I, I single think... injury seems to affect my team. But I feel like every player, every owner I talk to is like, "Yeah, my team's decimated by injuries." Like everybody I talk to. So it's I not think... just me. Like in the beginning, I felt like it was just me, but now it's everybody. I, I think it's definitely come up more and more each year that the injuries become more visible and and it's affecting more fantasy owners so everybody is more in tune to it. But like two years ago, I feel like I was asking myself the question of, I don't remember when, you know, when was the last time I saw this many concussions going on? And I, I don't I like like this year I feel like there's still been a steady amount of concussions, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it's been as many as a couple of years ago where it was almost you know every every week you've got two to three guys that are just getting hit and going down and falling and maybe that's because you know that year they they saw what was going on and decided to make more of a conscious effort to change the rules and protect these guys a little bit better. But hell, no, I absolutely think that's the big reason why it's... Case Keenum had a freaking... There's no way he did not have a concussion. (laughs) The guy could not stand up on his own. No idea how he He couldn't stand up with his teammates' help. Like, I mean, that is piss-poor... For the NFL, the coaches, the medical staff of two teams and these apparent gurus in New York or wherever the hell they are watching every single game, how you can have somebody watch every single game and try to pick out every single thing is beyond me to begin with. But to have this phantom position that's there and you still miss this, I mean, the guy stayed in the game and he was like a, a zombie out there. I, I mean, I was watching the, the highlights on Sports Oh, yeah, he definitely didn't know what he was doing. And how they were talking about it. He had no idea what was going on. I mean, yeah. he could have been, in his mind, he could have been in a field with a bunch of, like, 
plastic My Little Pony dolls running around and, and magic unicorns. And, oh, hey, what's this, like, big grapefruit in my hand? Oh, I dropped it. Whoops. Oh, what's going on? That's probably what was going through his mind in that point. Yeah. It was he needs to be out of the game. Yeah, it was pretty unbelievable. But, and, and it's been talked about a lot. I've been listening to some sports radio and stuff. But, but yeah, so we actually have a guest caller, I think. Uh, let me. Hello. Uh, welcome to Fancy Six Pack Hour. Who's this? It's uh, Richard. I uh, hey, uh, joined and wish, wish you a happy Thanksgiving this week. Yeah, you too. Being, being the week. Um, you know, you're talking about the injuries and the, and the concussion protocol. You know, one thing I don't like about the concussion protocol is that it's an independent thing. Everybody, every uh, specialist that does it has a different method of, of how they go about it. And so this is why you get some guys who are out longer than others and why, you know, when they go into the protocol, there there is a standard thing that they go through, but each specialist uh, applies it differently. So a player that, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of a it's it's a very arbitrary thing between the specialists because these aren't these it's not like a a, a standard thing. These are guys like from outside the league doing it. You know, and they got stupid things that they got to do. Like you, like depending on what it is, you can't listen to the radio, you can't read, or can't do anything. You know, so but I, I I'm I'm right there with AJ. I really don't like this concussion protocol the way it's the way it's been done, especially with what he was mentioning about Case, Case Keenum hitting his head on the on the turf. Yeah, that, yeah. like you I know. said, that was pretty ridiculous. But I don't know. I mean, I, I still think the concussion protocol. I don't know enough about it to really talk about about it a whole lot. But I do know that. I mean, still, most of these guys come back a week later, which seems kind of ridiculous i think we've talked about it before like i don't understand how football these guys come back in a week but in baseball guys are out three months like how, how in the world does that happen um three months old saying, exaggeration, like, uh, but... sitting here and, and richard happy thanksgiving early to you as well uh glad Thank you're you. uh, having you on but yeah I, i'm sitting here as you were talking as the kids say smdh i mean i i this dumbfounds <laughs> me that there is different protocols for every single team. You people need to get together, set a protocol for the entire league, and make that your gospel and live by it and make sure every single person that goes into this program is reviewed the exact same way. I mean, obviously symptoms and levels of the concussion I feel like are going to be different but that's why you develop something that's going to monitor every scenario or maybe not every scenario but the majority of the scenarios and and the situations that you see with these people like okay you're dizzy can you walk straight yes Uh, can you can you do this all right, are you following my finger like a, you know, sobriety yeah. test? You know, how, how you decide what it is doesn't matter. But get it, everybody on the same page. Like Just like Joe said, yeah. baseball is ridiculous. Hey, let's, let's invent a DL7 and keep a guy out for four months. I mean, it's the biggest joke of, of a DL reason I've ever seen in baseball. But 
they did it because they wanted to quote unquote protect the players. I, I don't know. It just dumbfounds me. But with the other injuries that you guys were talking about, like, do you think do you think 2016 is going to be kind of like the year uh, everyone's going to be handcuffing everybody because of what happened? You know, oh, like, absolutely. you know how people sort of follow the trend, and so 2016, every you know, it's going to be the year of the handcuff. Everybody's going yeah. to handcuff their. I, I think it will, and then you know what happens? Nobody gets injured. Well, a few get injured. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. yeah that's you just can't about take any chances now. It just seems like you just can't take any chances uh, with anything. Yeah, we're gonna have to skip okay, a year well, where everything <laughs> decides to. Oh, well, I've got all these uh, taken up bench spots and all these good players that are healthy finally are playing, and I can't pick them up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to wish you guys a, a, a happy uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, good luck uh, next week. Joey, you and I are uh, head-to-head this week. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, I got I to gotta win, man. I, you're you're, I can, you're I can, in tough. I tell I'm you. right. Uh, I'm, I'm right a pushover. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to win. I'm sorry. You've got to win? I don't even want to hear that. I'm on a six-game slide <laughs> right now, so don't cry uh, to me about just, who's got to win. You just lost to a team that didn't even roster two positions, so yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're... I got zero points out of Alfred Morris, so it was somewhat <laughs> even. Um, you know, I did him did him that favor, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and Richard, what's what's the uh, or, or I, I guess I should say Joe, what's the over under on how many guys Richard will pick up from today's waivers, and then drop three hours later for somebody else? I'm gonna go with this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really active. Uh, I'm a really active guy on the, on the way. I, 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 I throw players around like I throw players around. I was like that in basketball. I throw players in and out. I throw them. I throw players around all the time. I do it in every league. In basketball, uh, I throw players around. I just love. I love. I love tinkering. I'm a tinkerer. Uh, Hey, I'm I'm all for uh, it. AJ's right the there with you, man. You should, you should play fantasy football with him. And <laughs> it's it's hilarious because in pretty much all of the baseball leagues I play in, I almost strive to be the guy with the most pickups and acquisitions because it's like, hey, at least I won something. But you drive me nuts in baseball. You're like, oh, today I'm just not going to go with a catcher because I need an extra outfielder, and I'm like. You're insane. You're dropping a perfectly good catcher so that you can field, I don't know. Catchers, catchers play like four days out of the week, though. So if the guy's not playing, you know, why not drop him? Pick someone else up, someone that could give you points that day. It's all about the most points. Yeah, when was the last time you won a league that way? Uh, I've, won, yeah. I've won my fantasy league, my, my football league, numerous times. Back-to-back championships okay. numerous times. I, I said baseball. I I've won one baseball championship in the six maybe years that I've been playing. Okay, seven. Anyway, so we kind of depends. I hate that every year. But I'll I'll let you guys uh, get on with it because you guys got the rest of the show to do. And so uh, I'll listen in and uh, once again, happy uh, Thanksgiving. You guys take care. Eh? All right, All thanks, right, Richard. Have a good Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so, you know, we got way off topic, but what, you know, and so I'm just going to spend, you know, maybe 30 seconds to a minute more on this, but, you know, like, just 
all these injuries, man, like they're crazy. And I feel like we're watching like preseason football all over again. It's like, it's like Tom Brady now with a bunch of backup receivers and, and God, it got even worse this year for him, you know, this past week for him, Phillip rivers. And, you know, he was like the number two or number three quarterback there for a while. And now he can't get anything going. Um, all the running backs. I mean, I was looking at my rankings and holy crap. I was just looking at my rankings like Jamal Charles gone, Bell gone, Hill sucks, Anderson sucks. Uh, Matt Forte has been hurt. McCoy's been hurt. Uh, Forsett's out. Gore's no good. Morris is not good. Uh, Hyde's hurt. Foster's hurt. You know, all the top guys, Randall gone, like everybody, everybody's hurt. I've just never seen it to this level. And it's it's not like before when Foss would miss like two, three games or, you know, you know like, okay, so Forte's missing like two, three games. McCoy's missing two, three games. All right. Those you can handle. When you're losing Charles and Bell and, you know, Lacey's a big fat slob and – uh and, uh, you know, Foster's been done for the year. All these guys are done for the year. Like, that just totally crushes fantasy leagues. And we're just seeing it time and time again. And, you know, I was looking at, at you know, one of my league's standings this week. Granted, it's a half PPR, but 86.2, 76.7, 69.2, 81.9, 85, 88. Those are some of the scores. That's like half my league. Well below yeah, 100 points. That's You don't that's see miserable, that a lot anymore. Miserable league. Even our league, you know, I'm, I'm looking even at our league. Like, I won my matchup 86 to 76. I should not have won. But honestly, I still would have beaten half the league. And that's see, sad. and I should have won, but I lost like 85 to 81 or something like that. Right, you did. It, it's It's bad. I mean, it's definitely bad. I mean, there's one team in our league that scores 69.2 points. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good at all. So no. it's 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 in bad shape. You know, it's pretty much whoever has the healthiest team right now is going to win. Like, there's nothing more to it right now than than that. Like, there's just not a lot. I mean, my team pretty decimated by injuries. Your team did the same thing. I mean, you were 5-0, and oh, like on a six-game slide. You lost, like, two of your three best players. One of my leagues, I did the same thing. Uh, uh, a league that I drafted early on in August, drafted drafted um, uh, Foster and then Jordy Nelson and then Edelman. I've lost all three of them. I was 7-1. I'm 7-4. Somehow I was yeah. seven and one, and I had basically already been out with, already been not without Foster and and uh, Nelson all year pretty much. But I was able to hold on because I had Brady and Edelman, and now Edelman's out, and I'm just totally screwed. So I feel like I lost like another like more mediocre running back in there, but he was like holding the fort for me even with Foster gone. But now that he's gone, it's just I can't I can't do anything. But it's just. It's been bad, and I'll be honest, this weekend, I kind of fell asleep watching football for the first time in a long time. It was bad. <laughs> it was pretty unwatchable. Um, but moving on, so 
Yeah, we kind of need to rip through some stuff here. So, you know, some of the injuries that you need to know about here, we mentioned the Ravens being hit pretty hard. They've already lost C. Smith. They lost Forsett and Flacco this week. Um, I guess Buck Allen is the guy you want there. You definitely do not want Matt Schaub. I think you would agree with me there. Um, yeah, no, Schaub is not even worth rostering at this point. No, Unless and he, he somehow comes out and is the savior that he used to be in Houston, but he doesn't no. have an Andre Johnson in his prime, so I, I, I'm not I'm not looking at him. But Buck Allen is going to be a big pickup this week. Um, yeah, I think he's a good one. Terrence West might be another guy that, that could get brought in and get some plays. I don't think he's going to be, you know, the, the – the highest ceiling, but which I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that are. He yeah, might be they definitely to are. So, uh, Kendrick West, Kansas City, uh, hamstring injury this weekend. Uh, Spencer Ware is, seems to be the guy there. I'm not really sure if I'm going after Buck Allen or Spencer Ware first, though, out of those two. What's your, what's your thought there? Because I feel like West is going to be back, so then Ware kind of is I'm kind of thinking Allen yeah, first, but I would I would target Allen first uh, out of the two, um, just because you know that four sets going to be out longer term. Yeah. Um, so. And then another injury that happened after the start of the games, and I know you benefited from it, uh, benefited from it at, in one of your leagues. I'm not sure which one, but Marshawn Lynch was ruled out. Yeah. And to come to find out, he's got a, possibly a sports hernia, and he could be done for the year. Uh, so yeah. Thomas Rawls is absolutely the number one waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, the stats are not in front of me right now, but I believe it was somewhere in the in the area of 250-ish yards. I, granted, it was San Francisco, but that's still a pretty incredible game. Um so Thomas Rawls is by far the top waiver wire pickup here that you want for Marsh Marshawn Lynch. Um, yeah, Danny Amendola. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say Rawls had 30 carries, 209 yards rushing, and a touchdown. And then he uh, he chipped in some some passing. Uh, yeah, how many passing yards was touchdown, it? Another touchdown receiving on a 31 yarder find the total though um i think it was well i know it was uh 46 yards three for 46 at the touchdown on three times. okay uh, you know i was actually going to say 255 yards but i was yeah. i just kind of went i kind of went you know even said 250 ish so yeah um and like i mentioned before you know the the patriots receivers already lost edelman They've already uh, – and now they're going to be down Amendola possibly for, for a little while. Um, the guy there that I think uh, benefits the most is going to be Chris Harper. Uh, the guy looked pretty good in, in Monday night. I don't know if you watched the game very much, but, uh, you know, when, when Amendola went down, Harper seemed the guy that stepped up. And I, and I believe they were talking to him like he just got called up from the practice squad or something. I think uh, yeah. somebody, Martin, was supposed to be the guy that like was supposed to get all the hype. But uh, I don't even think he played, which was kind of crazy. Well, uh, no, see, I, 
I thought I read, yeah, Keyshawn Martin uh, was not healthy either. Uh, he was inactive for Monday's game due to hamstring. Um, he was the one that they were kind of looking at potentially filling in. Harper, I think he was in the game, but I don't think he even got any targets. Uh, let's see here. Harper? Yeah. No, I so, think he yeah. was. He wasn't credited with a target. Um, but, am I getting the wrong? Am I getting the wrong? Oh, man, did I totally say the wrong name? <laughs> My bad. You might be thinking of Matthew Slater, but he is more their return guy. Um, I don't know if he had any specific targets, though. But, yeah, Harper is a guy that, you know, New England's offense is obviously a powerhouse. So he's someone that's probably worth targeting, but I'm not super high on him. I mean, if Keyshawn Martin comes back and, and Aaron Dobson comes back, even I, I don't know. I don't know what he where he is on the pecking order, but could be worth a flyer if he needs help. Hang on, I need I need to go back and look at this because this is bugging me. I feel like I had the I feel like I had the name right. Who in the world for New England had a a half decent game and kind of stepped up this week? Uh, so I'm going was it was it Matthew Slater? Oh, who else? Who is this? Lafell for somebody. Dobson only had somebody. one catch for 17 and two targets. Yeah, I don't know who you're the guy. About. Oh, no, you know what James it is? White? I bet you the guy isn't even on ESPN's available player list because he just got called up from... Yeah, but I'm looking at the box score. There's nobody random in the box score. All right, I'm making things up. I mean, there unless it would be... Unless it would it would come up as like player <laughs> target. Player. I don't know. Or like some random thing like that. I LaFell was there. I mean he had a decent game. Yeah, LaFell had a decent was, game. Was guy. Um James White had two I don't know, I'm making stuff up. I don't remember who it is now. Anyway, don't listen to me. Yeah. Um Are you yeah, thinking of uh Chris Hogan for Buffalo? Six for ninety five. No. I don't know. I swear there was there was somebody that was was looking like I had never heard of the guy before. Maybe it was this Keyshawn Martin guy that got a couple targets. He didn't but, play. Uh, he was inactive on Monday. Dobson was God, the one. It was another short little. Maybe it was this Matthew Slater guy, but he didn't get Slater. a target either. Slater no. is their return guy. I swear it was another like short little white guy. Chris Harper. Yeah. There he is at the very bottom. Yeah. But he didn't He's get... not white. <laughs> no, he's not. I don't know. I thought, it, I thought he was. Austin Collie? Was it Austin Collie? No. It's definitely this Chris Harper guy, and I felt like he I don't know. Anyway. I think Chris Harper still could be decent fill-in for Amadola. Uh, I think yeah. he's going to be the guy that steps in there. Because, I mean, he was the only other active receiver on the roster besides Dobson, who I think also kind of got banged up, didn't he? Dobson did, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they're just they're down like everybody. Like, who else is left at this point? Anyway, I spent way too much time on that one. Um, 
Kendall Wright's returning. Alfred Morris got hurt. Jordan Reed got hurt. Morris, who cares? Reed's probably looking like he's going to play. Um, so we'll we'll just we'll kind of we'll kind of run through this last thing here real quick that we always do. You know, looking looking forward to uh, to week twelve here. We always give our our best and worst fantasy game, uh, our sleepers and our busts. Uh, I'll start off here real quick. I kind of think the best game is going to be Green Bay Chicago. It's going to be Thursday night. Um, it, you know, Green Bay looked a lot better. Um, Chicago's offense. It, it, this one to me is only going to be really, really good if if Alshon Jeffrey is back. Um, but I, you know, if, if he looks like he can return, then I then this should be a good game on both sides. But otherwise, I think Green Bay can still do pretty good. My bus game, um, my worst game, I can say, is going to be the Jets in Miami. Both offenses aren't really doing all that great right now. Um, the Jets' defense is obviously pretty pretty elite, although I don't know the uh, extent of the injury to Revis, so that could make a big difference. But I still think um, – still think that could be a pretty low-scoring, pretty bad game on both sides. Yeah, my uh, my my best game is I think is going to be a QB field day with uh, some running game issues. Um, we got the New York Giants at Washington, basically a battle for first place in the uh, horrific NFC East. Um, the Giants are coming off a bye. Washington's back at home and coming off of a, a bad loss. So I, I think it's going to be lots of uh, lots of airing it out in that game. Love the receivers in those games uh, for both sides and, and the quarterbacks. Um, my worst game is going to be Oakland at Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I just think o- Oakland's coming off of a, a down game at Detroit. They're they're not necessarily great on the road. I think they're two and three on the road at this point. But Tennessee is 0 and five at home. So it's just very it's gonna be very confusing game in my mind. Um you know Oakland just doesn't seem like they're gonna be great on the road, especially after a loss to a lowly Detroit team. You know, they're coming back to the to the eastern shoreboard, if you will, mid mid east, whatever. Midwest, so <laughs> mid east, Midwest, yeah. They're going all, right. all the way to the Middle East, so so that's my game of of, of not choice, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, and I think uh I think we can both you know, we kinda didn't do the obvious one just to, just to not do it, but I will mention it real quick, you know, the Baltimore Cleveland game. That's gonna be probably the worst Monday night game in the history of Monday night games. Uh, yeah. that's, that's going to be bad with all the injuries and just turmoil that those teams are in right now. It's going to be pretty bad. So I'll run through my sleepers. Uh, my quarterback, you know, I put breeze here only because I saw that I had been, that I ranked him a little higher than a lot of the other experts out there. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, 
he's he's a starter. Like that's kind of a stupid pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Osweiler. Like I kind of think you know I, I liked what I saw from him a little bit. The offense seemed to be a little bit more fluid with him out there. Um, it's gonna be a really tough game against New England for him. But you know he's ranked really low. And but if you've got one of these guys facing you know a, a real tough matchup here, you know if you've got Tannehill or something like that facing the Jets, like you might you could very well go out and pick up an Osweiler and be better off, you know, that, that type of thing there. Um, so that's, that's, that's my sleeper for quarterback. My sleeper for running back is it's actually D'Angelo Williams. He is ranked super low. Um, Glenn, I, they're playing. Um, I'm totally blanking right now. I know they're, they're playing somebody tough this week. And so I are they playing Carolina? Is that what it is? Or Pittsburgh's at, at Seattle. Or no, they're at home against Seattle. Seattle. That's what it is. You know, see, I mean, Seattle's been really, really good against the run, so I get it. Um, but D'Angelo Williams does so much more. So I still think D'Angelo Williams getting get his. And that offense for Pittsburgh is good enough that D'Angelo Williams is going to not be the – I think he's ranked even, like, past running back two range. Like he's in the flex category and that just seems crazy to me. Um, my receivers, I've, I kind of split between two. Like I like golden Tate and I like mm-hmm. Terrence Williams. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both Thanksgiving day games. Um, both those teams actually play pretty well at home. Uh, I think Terrence Williams could benefit because, uh, and and I'll just give it away now. My bus wide receiver is Des Bryant because Carolina is going to be all over him. And I think Norman's going to be all over Des to where Terrence Williams is always that guy that Romo likes to go to. And he'll get his five for 65 and a touchdown type of thing and be plenty useful. And Golden Tate, um, you know, he, he's going to be able to get his too. Um, uh you know, I, I just he hasn't been as big of a factor this year, but going against I'm sorry, your Eagles, he should be able to have a pretty good game. Yeah. No, I, I, I like Tate and, and I like Lance Moore too and to an extent too. Um especially after seeing what Tampa Bay did to the Eagles. So um but my uh keeping with that Detroit Theme uh, quarterback wise, I really like Stafford this week. Um, I think that he can come out. I mean, you saw what Winston did. At this point, I feel like I like Winston better than than Stafford overall. Um, but you know, Stafford's still a, a veteran guy. He's going up against a terrible defense, so. I, I like him. I, I do like Hoyer, too, as we talked about earlier. Pretty much anybody against New Orleans should have a, a, a banner day. Yeah. So I, I like Hoyer, uh, and it sounds like he's going to start over over TJ Yates. Um, running back-wise, we already talked about Yeldon and his you know playoff schedule, but I like his matchup this week as well. Um, I think he can have a pretty solid game and, and put up some points for you. And, and if you can get him... Before this weekend's game, you know you're you're only going to benefit from it. Um, and as much Baltimore bashing as we've done, 
Uh, I do like Kamar Aiken this week. Um, you know, Cleveland, they, they just haven't been great against receivers this year. Um, you know, Joe Hayden has been injured and hasn't been productive when he's played this year, I feel like. So I think Aiken, you know, it depends on his chemistry with uh, Matt Schaub, but Schaub's going to need somebody to go to and, and throw the ball to, and I think he's going to be the guy. Um, Bust-wise, uh, we already talked about Rivers a little bit, but I, I'm throwing him on the uh, on the bus train this week. He just doesn't have anybody to throw to. You know, you, you saw the uh, the ESPN highlights about him and, and Gates going at each other this past week. Um, you know, Gates still hasn't necessarily been 100% healthy, I feel like, this year, although he's had some decent games. Um, and I do have a man crush on him. I, I, I just think, you know, Rivers is, is is my down quarterback this week. Um, Darren McFadden is my running back. Uh, I know he's kind of fighting off some injury issues as well, but I just don't like any running back going against Carolina's D. Uh, I don't really like many teams in general going against Carolina D. Um, they're, they're really putting it together this year, and, and they've been sticking it to teams. So I, I don't really like yeah. Dallas' run game in general, but McFadden's obviously the, the main bell cow if he's healthy. Uh, Receiver-wise, I'm, I'm down on Sammy Watkins this week. Uh, I was kind of looking to him to have a decent game last night against the Patriots. Um, you know, they've been kind of porous at times uh, past defense, you know, or their, their defense against receivers. But he, he just, he didn't do anything last night. He hasn't done anything for a couple of weeks, really. Um, yeah, I don't Tyrod like got either. Hurt. I know Tyrod got hurt last night, so that played into it. But, but the Patriots D has really stepped it up the past few weeks as well. Um, I just don't. I don't like Watkins. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. And like I said, I already gave my wide receiver bus. I think Des, uh, you kind of hit it right there. Going, going against Carolina, that's that's tough for anybody. Um, and and he's gonna he's gonna absolutely get get uh, Norman going going after him. My my bus is gonna be Big Ben. Um, yeah, we already talked about it going against Seattle. You know, it. The, I just think you know Ben's still kind of coming back from that, from that knee, um, uh, and and you know you could tell like he had a great game against Cleveland, but it's Cleveland. So, you know, let's let's be real here. So, we'll um, give some backup. <laughs> What came in as a? I said, and he was a backup in that game. He came in as the backup, and he came in after like the first drive. Like he still had like a full game, but anyway. But you know, going against Seattle is going to be tough for him. You know, the defense still likes to attack. I believe it's on the road, so that's that's going to be it's going to be tough for him. And my bust running backs, I've kind of got two. Um, Legarrette Blunt. I just I don't. Think this is going to be a a Legarrette Blunt game. Um, I I think this one's still going to be a close game. Even you know, like I said, I like Ross out uh, Ross. Um, 
I'm just I, whatever. I'm out of it right Osweiler. now. Osweiler. Yes, Osweiler. <laughs> Say it with I me like, now. Osweiler. Yeah. Like Budweiser. Uh, like the frog. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like that ESPN college game day commercial where they're trying to save rivalry, and they're all saying rival we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I like the Denver Broncos quarterback, um, <laughs> and so, but you know, I just, I, so I, I think Denver is gonna keep the game close enough that. It just isn't going to be a Legarrette Blunt game, even though he's really their you know main running back now. Like they they don't use White and and Bolden like they did with James White. Um, and you know my other running back bust, I just want to throw him out there is Buck Allen. Um, he's definitely got a. I think he's got to be decent, but not this week. Uh, it's it's a pretty tough matchup for the for the Ravens this week, and uh, I'm not I'm not really feeling it uh, facing the Rams. Um, just, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling fuck out. I'm not saying don't go get him, but don't go just automatically plugging him in your lineup unless you've got nobody else, which most people don't. So, you know, we'll leave it at that. Anyway, um, that's kind of all we had. I know we kind of went off topic a few times, but it definitely have good conversations tonight. I, you know, I think this was a fun, a real fun show and, uh, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and we will see you all next week. Happy turkey. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. Get that win, man. Beat UVA. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night, good everyone. Night. I got a day.